0: Thank you for tuning in to the second episode on the Bear Smoke podcast. Before we get into it today, uh, I just have to apologize to the guest and the viewers, or I mean, whoever is really listening to this right now. Uh, More audio issues. Uh, There will be audio issues for the first few episodes, so I apologize for that. Um, But it's still audible, and I really wanted to get Rafe's episode out. So um, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah honestly i'm gonna let the people know yeah i think they deserve to know i think i think so yeah because you know what it is man they they were hating on us they didn't want us to they didn't want us to do this they they had to end the recording early they're just a bunch of haters that's all it is that's all it is a bunch of hating ass (laughs) but just know we we're back we back, you know what I'm saying? We back up with this. The the biggest excuse to use that. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie. I need better um, I need better sound effects and shit. Because uh, most of these are kind of forced. And th- most of them are kind
1: of tests. Yeah, when we look back at this in the future after you're on a podcast with Joe Rogan, we'll know what
0: we started. <laughs> this guy's gassing. I don't know if there'll be enough <laughs> podcast episodes for me to make <laughs> it to Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, man. This is why I love you so much, because, like, you came out to support the podcast, and you hear after we recorded, like, 50 mm-hmm. minutes, yeah, but we didn't record 50 minutes, yeah, and we finna, finna run this back. Yeah. So for, so, for those who don't know, well, you wouldn't know, because it didn't get recorded,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, we just talked for about almost an hour to find out it didn't record any of it. Yeah, That's my bad. So, Not bad. Uh, yeah. It's okay. It happens.
0: Um... I'm just gonna have to miss dinner tonight, so I thought. Oh, good. shut up, man! <laughs> shut the hell up. Honestly, I think you can uh, relate to uh, beginning a, a project of sorts, right? But I mean, we'll save that for for a second. You know, one second, man. Of course. Thank you for coming through. Mm-hmm. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for supporting a second time, in one session. Uh, just let the people know what's up. Tell yeah. them who you are and what you're about. So.
1: Uh, Misha's boy. We go way back. We're talking ninth grade, high school. Um, I, I'm I'm here to talk about uh, two things really, uh, and that's barbering and tech. And uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to all the things that uh, will come up in this conversation. Uh, hopefully, some of the good things from the first conversation will come up again. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's something that. Uh, is exciting for me to do
0: and uh, i'm more than happy to be here i appreciate you for uh yeah. damn i mean yeah without further ado i mean let's just get the ball rolling i yeah. guess yeah actually i'm sorry i don't think i even said it but
1: my name is oh. Rafe, Rafe, yeah, my bad. r-a underscore fades if you want to look me
0: up on ig uh but what up <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, honestly, it's smarter to do the plug early. You know, yeah. everyone's gonna listen to that. <laughs> you know, so yeah, well, it's a it's a double edged sword. Eh? look me up and they won't be too uh, happy about it. Nah, 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 But yeah, um, what actually, what what started your interest in barbering? How how would you get started? Yeah, so this started, I I want to
1: say about three years ago. Uh, it was. The, the summer of 2018, um, I was working at Kumon at that time, and one of my coworkers, he uh, we used to talk a lot about cutting hair in general. I think it was actually something he was interested in doing as well. And we uh, we we talked about a lot of things, but you know, one day I got a little bit curious, and I asked him. I said, "You know, would you be okay if you let me uh, experiment on you?" And you know, he was down for it. He was very open-minded and we actually uh, ended up meeting up in my garage. Uh, This is probably, I want to say August, 2018. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a little bit of a long hair and man bun situation going on, but he wanted to fade up the sides and do a high fade. So, you know, I had my clipper and trimmer at the time, uh, just a typical chair, uh, it was during the day, so some natural light coming into the garage, and uh, a blanket and a piece of toilet paper that I use as an extra, and the haircut took probably about an hour-ish, um, which is to be expected with the first haircut, and it went well. Uh, you know, that that is a subjective statement, obviously, because if I was to show pictures of that haircut to people now, uh, I think I'd probably laugh at it right now. Yeah. But, you know, everyone starts somewhere, and that was... The, that was a starting point for me um but you know if we're talking about what got me into this uh it, it really all started with the beard um the beard I feel like for a lot of barbers a lot of brown guys in the GTA that is uh, a major starting point and uh it, it really started out probably about 2015 after high school when I started to Experiment a little bit and grow up my beard. Yeah, you know, I bought the the most common Clipper and trimmer that you would see in a barber shop and the peripherals that come with it I, I got those two the guards for the the clipper and the spray and all that stuff and I kind of just started messing around with that stuff um, I, uh, I focused a lot on blending the beard and lining it up and Naturally, as time went on, I got better and better at doing that. And it's one of those things where when you come back from the barber, the haircut's never really complete until you line up that beard and finish that up. Otherwise, the haircut's just not going to look 100%. So that was something that I used to do all the time. And eventually I got a little bit curious and I was like, you know, the the process of fading and blending in this beard is very similar to fading an actual haircut. So I reached out to some of my boys, and obviously the first person was my coworker. Mm-hmm. But even after that, I reached out to some of my closer friends. And yeah, like, who, who, like who'd you cut? Uh, I'm cute? not gonna do any
0: name drops here, but yeah. you know who you are. Uh, if you know, you know. Is uh, <laughs> anyone that you cut early on like within close proximity? I'm just curious. Uh, no, that, that haircut never actually happened. Oh, okay, so I just had fucked up hair for like no reason, or? I never give you a haircut, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh,
1: but yeah, no, um, it wasn't the best one, obviously, and Mashad uh, is an amazing person, uh, so he doesn't, he doesn't roast me as much as he should,
0: uh, but obviously that haircut could have been a lot better, but, you know, I'm grateful that he came out as a guinea pig for me. Of course, of course. I mean, honestly, shit, same way you all hear here for me, feel me? It goes both ways. Exactly. So, yeah, honestly, though, um. As much as I, I never say this, I, I will, I'll have to like, you know, stop all the jokes for just a split second and, you know, let you know, like, you've definitely come a long way. Yeah, I you, appreciate it. You, you've, you've come a long way. Like, certain certain times, you send those snaps and I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it I'm like, yo, it's not bad. You know? But yeah, shout out to you. You've definitely improved a lot. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that it started with the beard. Yeah. Because your beard has been crispy from the time. But even, like, I know you're saying that it started, like, maybe after high school. But I swear your beard was still elite in high school. I guess at least relative to people at the time. You know, I, I probably wouldn't say the same. <laughs> I, but, I look back at pictures and I, I feel like I'd be highly critical of what it looked like. But but think about it. Think about the rest of the Perspective. Yeah. yeah. That's think right. about even... Um, People slightly older than us, you probably had a nicer beard at that time than them, you know? You know, and, and we talked about
1: this the first time around, but it, it's it's genetics. Yeah. And, and especially for us South Asian folk, uh, beards usually are, are quite common. Yeah. So, you know, you can expect to see that most brown guys living in the GTA, they're going to have a beard after a certain age. Yeah. I'm not saying all of them do, but... Uh, most of us probably will and yeah. given the culture and the time we live in maintaining a, a well-kept beard is quite common quite standard yeah. uh, you know there, there, there's figures out there celebrities like drake for example that uh, that's a good one yeah that, that's, that's a huge one. One. Yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. one can you imagine drake without a beard you don't in have to imagine it. you know what he looked like exactly before, you know? and it's, yeah. it's a game changer this guy goes yeah. from someone that you know would be made fun of to someone that people wish they were hanging out with, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying the beard is the reason why, but it
0: definitely, it definitely helped. It definitely yeah, helped, the same yeah. yeah. It no, I think I'm more extreme with, on this topic than you are because there's some people, yo, you know another good example? Gordon Hayward. Yo, yeah. Gordon Hayward, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not just the beard, it's his haircut too. Mm hmm. Damn, Gordon Hayward went from looking like a boy scout to a freaking a model, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: I don't know if you're familiar with the soccer player, Sergio Ramos. <laughs> 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 but yeah,
0: tell you know, me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about him. Yeah. No, it, it's
1: it's a game changer, man. It, <laughs> yeah. You look, yeah at, you look at what a beard can do for somebody
0: and it's 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 honestly a world's apart difference. Yeah. So, there, there's actually like if you if you got to thinking about it, there's a lot, a lot of people. I think one of the most extreme examples is James Harden. I don't know if you've seen James Harden without a beard. You have to dig deep to find pictures of this guy pre beard,
1: and that would probably be like pre NBA career to be honest. Yo, but yeah, we're looking at the first few years of his yeah, career. Yeah, insane,
0: ridiculous. Insane,
1: and I'm not saying he would look terrible without a beard. I am, but that is. I I am saying that. Yeah. Because you straight true. up like, oh, that beard is like his identity now. You know? Exactly. So, you know, just like name. how the unibrow is part of Anthony Davis's identity. Yeah, but that, uh, they're both bones, So, like, yeah, I, I wish we had more time because <laughs> this podcast could be about a lot of other topics. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, it, it it really starts with the beard. Um, yeah. And uh, for me, that was that was really important, and I transitioned that opportunity into something greater, and before you knew it
0: I, uh, I became a barber and the rest of the history um. actually I love that you that you say that because um, I, I kind of just want to transition sorry transition into a different topic real yeah. quick. Um, how have you been dealing with or assuming it is something that you have to deal with but the cultural and community pressure so what I mean by that is like just the people in your in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, How have they, um, basically, what are their thoughts on you being a barber? Yeah, you know, this is something that I get
1: to talk to a lot of people in our community about. Naturally, you know, they follow the same background. And most of them have the same initial question that really indicates to me that we are thinking the same thing before even having this conversation mm-hmm. and that question is what else do you do or what do you actually do uh you know are you still in school um and i don't blame them for asking that question because as a barber cutting in my own house in my basement um and even for some of these guys who are really looking deep when they booked their haircut um on and, and for those who don't know, Booksy is is a very common booking platform for barbers and hairstylists and uh, whatever you know personal care service it might be. Um, you can find a lot of a lot of a lot of good stuff on Booksy, but um, for those people who do look deep, they'll see that uh, my availability is really only two days a week, and obviously that gives me the time to focus on other things, and you know being a being a recent graduate from. Uh, university uh, I am obviously focusing a lot more on my uh, actual career and the things that are relevant to what I studied in my undergrad sure. so uh, that, that is the reason why I am cutting part-time and uh, the other thing is when these people come and they're looking to get a haircut they uh, they basically they basically already know that I'm not someone who's probably cutting hair full-time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think being in my basement is probably what gives it away the most, but the the questions they ask tell me that someone with a South, South Asian background probably uh, won't be um, given the same reception that uh, someone who is not South Asian would if they found out that you're a barber. Yeah. As your main career, um, it, the reality is is from places like Pakistan and India, Bangladesh, uh, a profession in haircutting and hair cutting and styling usually um isn't really received well, right? It's not seen as a prestigious career path. It's mm-hmm. definitely not paid well in most places. I mean, it's it's exponential. The difference in a haircut, the price of a haircut over here yeah. versus the price of a haircut over there. We're talking for like, sure. we're talking pennies. Yeah. Right. So, there there has to be uh, a big cultural and paradigm shift for something like that to actually happen over there. And for that reason alone, I don't think you'll see the same type of talent come about over there. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not hitting on my my Pakistani man, <laughs> but uh, some of these guys are very very talented especially with scissors yeah but um as a barber in in canada and north america and just in general on this western side uh the clipper work is very important sure hence why we call it the fades hence why you know my my handle is aria_fades underscore fades <laughs> shameless yeah. plug number two I'm done. but um that's the thing it it's something where uh if the culture could really reflect a positive reaction towards something like this then it would be more common and I'm not saying that I wouldn't pursue a career in something like this because of what the culture thinks but I definitely would be lying if I said it didn't affect
0: my approach to it that that's actually what I was just about to ask I'm curious if you really if you really take a second to think about it do you not feel like the things that are being said by the people around you is affecting your decision to not pursue this because you mentioned that you you want to go into something more relevant into uh like relevant for your degree, right? Yeah. Versus going down this path, or is it is that something you generally want to do, or do you feel pressured to do it? You know, it's
1: it's an interesting question because I've definitely given it thought, and I don't. Personally, see myself pursuing barbering as a full-time, permanent career, mm-hmm. but I also don't see myself not cutting hair. Okay. And that's why I like to do this as a part-time gig, if you will, because it's a passion for me. It's a hobby for me, but it's not a career for me. Okay. And the reality is, is you know, as much as barbers are charging nowadays, I could charge. A little bit more and I could cut a little bit more and I could make a little bit more. But the the truth is uh, that there is just a much lower income sh- income ceiling for something like barbering. If you really want to make the big bucks in an industry like this, you have to get into management. Mm-hmm. You have to become an owner of a barbershop or or some salon and you have to look at opening up multiple shops if you're talking about really really getting up there because sure. um, just as an individual barber unless you're cutting six to seven days a week for eight to twelve hours a day charging a premium rate you really aren't going to make what you know a senior in a corporate position would really make sure um and truth be told like the senior might have to work really hard to get where they are and you know network a lot and do all the things that you have to do in a corporate atmosphere but working six, seven days
0: a week for 10 hours plus is just physically laborious. Yeah, You don't is. want to have to do it that is. either. And the other thing I was going to mention too is like this, I think this is one of the biggest reasons why barber prices have gone up is because they provide that relationship as well. Like it is taxing on barbers to be speaking to their clients the way they do. Yeah. To be as attentive, And it's not like they're being attentive for a short, period, short period of time, they're attentive for um, the whole time that you're getting a cut on top of the fact that they have to be attentive for basically the whole day. What are your breaks? I mean, obviously, you can schedule breaks in between clients, but sometimes you might not get that break. Yeah. And if you have to be attentive to multiple people back to back to back, that's really draining, especially I think, well, in my opinion, it is. yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, you know, I don't I don't think I
1: give myself enough love in this process because as a part time barber, I'm often left scheduling all of my clients into very, very tight frames within the two days a week that I'm cutting. Yeah. And you know, those those who who talk to me often, like yourself, uh, they know that when I'm cutting on those days, uh, it's very difficult to get through to me. Yeah, because we are looking at back to back bookings. Yeah. And I I also don't want to make the mistake that I made in the beginning when I first started cutting hair. And that mistake was, you know, overbooking, double booking, uh, overlapped appointments. Because, yeah. um, you know, as a, as a business owner, that hurts me, that hurts my brand, uh, that essentially disrespects the time and effort um, that people are making in, in seeing me. And it, it doesn't look good. You don't want to be running 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes behind on an appointment. Uh, because you're not in the previous appointment. Yeah, you know. Um, So it it was a learning process for me as well when I first started out. And I definitely made that mistake uh, too many times to count. But one thing that I did to resolve this problem was I created a buffer and shout out to booksy. But uh, booksy helps with, you know, basically accounting for uh, those little things. And so after every appointment, I have about a 10 minute slot Mm -hmm. that is unbookable I don't think that's a real word but <laughs> you can't yeah, you basically yeah. can't book ah, uh, back-to-back. Back-to-back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're looking at about an hour for a haircut and then you also can't book on anything that isn't uh, 15 15 minute intervals or every hour okay, okay so you know if I had a haircut at let's say two thirty, that finishes at three thirty, even though I said there's a 10 minute buffer the next booking can't come until three forty-five. Yeah. If that previous haircut finished at three thirty, and that fifteen minutes honestly
0: makes all the difference. For sure, I can. I can only imagine. Yeah. Only right? imagine.
1: Right. So, uh, the 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 little things that you do for your clients to make their experience worthwhile are worth the five or ten or fifteen minutes extra that you might put in, um, and by giving myself that buffer. I don't have to have overlap and, you know, ultimately I can maintain uh, a greater user experience, client experience, and still keep that business
0: afloat without any uh, negative reviews, if you will. Yeah. Now, you, you and my barber, actually, shout out to my barber. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the only reason why I'm not dropping him by name is because he has an invite to the podcast. Yeah. You guys so definitely. will definitely get the chance to see him as well. Yeah. Sorry, one side. Of course.
1: Uh, and, and just on that note actually, um, like I said, I have that buffer, but, uh, not every service that I offer is one hour, uh, I offer beards as a service, and,
0: when I do beer. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm just gonna cut this part out, cause I'm about to cough. Yeah. <coughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, my bad. Fuck. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Still rolling. Still right? rolling, no fuck it. Okay, okay, my bad. Yo, I don't know, there's some, some guy caught my throat. Uh, it's all good, it's all good. It's a little nervous definitely nervous about thinking about this fucking this thing fucking rolling but yeah anyways so far so good i've been watching your wrist too mm-hmm. so if anything I, I was ready to like jump cut up, it right there yeah, yeah. but um sorry i, I brought up so hill but i cut this part out too the name has been dropped <laughs> what what were you saying before fuck
1: my bad. Eh? yo i had to i had to stop it because no, my throat was going crazy. it's all good it's all good um we're talking about the service uh, slots and the services I offer. Do you want to continue going with that?
0: Yeah. Okay, whatever. Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> We're my back my in headless. business. Yeah, yeah. Um...
1: So I was talking about uh, the services I offer and you know how long they take. And a haircut in general, it takes an hour. That's the slot that I get for it. But... Doing a beard might take forty minutes, forty five minutes. Doing a haircut and beard it's about an no. hour and twenty. And that's what really causes the the odd times that I'll have bookings finish. For example, if I had a, a booking at 1.30 PM and I'm doing haircut and beard, it's finishing at three fifty. So wow. I don't have Yeah, okay. Sorry, two fifty. oh okay. I can't do like, math, yeah. yeah. I, I was like whoa. <laughs> yeah, I can't do math clearly. Yeah. Um, but Instead of two fifty, so instead of that fifteen minute buffer that I normally would get, I get ten minutes. But nonetheless, that buffer is important. Yeah, for sure. Um, you also can't have clients booking less than two hours in advance, mm-hmm. or more than a month in advance. Um, that I actually know from personal experience, right? And yeah. you have to be you have to be popping as a barber if that's a
0: problem for your clients. Yo at one okay so thing is my barber shout out to him at one point last year he reduces hours so low he actually recently he reduces hours very low i don't know if you if we talked about yeah, this. yeah we, we might have touched on this that it's like the only way i could book with him is if i was booking at least three weeks in advance yeah but i've noticed that i don't know if is it custom in booksy like you have to set like if people can book it for more than a month in advance or is it just automatic and book? Stuff?
1: Yeah, it's definitely an option. Uh, it's definitely, you can, I think the maximum
0: you can give is three months in advance. Okay. Well, he was like mad limited hours. Plus I couldn't book more than a month in advance. So I was basically booking, it's, it's super fried, but I was booking my second haircut, like before I even get my first one. Because of how limited his hours were and how many people were still going to him. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what happens. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, shout out to this guy. I'm not going to drop his name, but he'll be here soon. Um, hopefully, hopefully. As a successful barber, uh, you know, you just you just don't end up having the same time uh, for everybody that you want to give them because you just have so many clients. Yeah. And naturally, when you don't have that many available hours as it is, then it's, it's going to, it's gonna be a little bit difficult for your clients
0: but shout out to the loyal ones they know where they are <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> but actually the thing i was about to touch on before we cut for a second was um, you guys as know that i've checked recently um but at one point you and my barber were the only barbers in this area cutting not out of a shop i'm assuming it's still the same mm. but on top of that you guys are the only five-star barbers in this area that, I'm, I'm sure you don't, know, or you'd be on top of. Is Shameless it, plug here. He really wants you guys to know that I have five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the reason, too. <laughs> of I, course. Trust of me course. But yeah, like, it's... I don't know. Just that alone was crazy to me. Like, both of you guys both have five stars. Both of you guys are the only <coughs> ones in the area who, yeah. who are basically cutting local, not out of a shop. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's it's the credit goes to the
1: clients who leave their reviews. Uh... We just do our best to give you the best service possible and the best client experience uh, and try to mitigate any issues or concerns that you guys have in, in the way you want your hair cut. Um, you know, we're fortunate, we're blessed. We're blessed that we've never had a negative experience like that that led a client to want to leave a less than five-star review. That's sure. Right? Yeah. Um, so it does speak to. Uh, the quality of work that we provide, but it's also about the generous, loyal clients that we have as well. And on the note of cutting in in our house, um, this is something we obviously talked about in the past, but uh, it's something that uh, makes a lot of sense as one, part-time barbers, and and two, uh, barbers who aren't really thinking about pursuing a career in cutting hair. Mm Uh, the commitment to being a shop, uh, doesn't, uh, it it doesn't pan out that it makes sense in the long run. You might gain some clientele, uh, but what you're looking at paying in commission or rent on a chair in a shop ultimately, uh, negates that decision to go do with it and, uh, effectively a barber with a good client base, uh, will benefit from having their own place to cut where they aren't looking at paying costs, like rent yeah, commission.
0: Yeah. So. The, and this is what I'm gonna use to transition to the next topic. Mm-hmm. When prices started going up, the biggest thing I was hearing when I tell people, like, yo, this is how much my barber's charging. And they'd be like, yo, he's charging that much and he doesn't have to pay rent on a chair. That is ridiculous. People would go crazy on me. But like, at the end of the day, you're paying it's not like he's paying, I'm paying extra yeah. because he cuts at home. I'm still paying the same amount, maybe mm-hmm. even slightly less, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. It was definitely painful to think like, yeah, like there's a huge difference between paying $40 at a shop versus paying $40 at someone's house, you know, when someone can pocket it straight. Yeah, that's right. But on that note, let the people know how much you charging nowadays. Yeah, so I'm charging uh, $25 for a beer
1: service. And this is as of, you know, May twenty twenty fourth, 24th, May 20, May 24th, 2022. Yeah. Um, $35 for a haircut and $45 for a haircut and beard. And the haircut obviously includes, you know, fade to the work sure. on top and, sure. and a lineup. Um, but uh, you know, these prices are a result of the time, the effort, uh, the experience that I have cutting hair and quality of service that I believe that I'm providing for my clients. Uh, I would say that I'm probably somewhere on the average price that a barber is charging right now in the GTA, you know, maybe a little bit less. I'd say for those who are charging in shops, they probably charging a little bit more. Um, but uh, it is something that um, is also the product of the pandemic and the inflation that we're seeing over the last two years. And also the reality, the unfortunate reality that a lot of barbers took advantage of the pandemic and the lockdown that we went through. Yeah. Uh, you'll find that, you know, a lot of people you talk to said they were probably going over to the Barber's house at the time that we were supposed to be quarantining. Yeah. And they're getting haircuts, but they're also paying anywhere from double to triple what their normal rate would be. You know, I, was, I was hearing stories about barbers charging which is $100 for a haircut in, in I, I can believe it I can believe it for sure yeah. Yeah. and you know they're definitely not cutting as many people uh, but they're doing something that you know was probably not the best idea at a time when everyone was supposed to be quarantining and I'll be honest I was guilty of this too um, I was obviously I always have been cutting at my place but you know I, I took up some clientele at that time and for me i guess it worked out uh as something very positive in the long run because mm-hmm. when barbershops started to open up again in the summer especially the summer of 2020 they opened up with restrictions mm-hmm. and one of those restrictions was that you can't do beards so clients were in barbershops wearing a mask while getting a haircut that's ridiculous yeah it was ridiculous and honestly even the first couple times i was cutting clients mass it's not fun lifting that mask string and trying to fade around that yeah Uh, but you get used to it but they they couldn't do beards in in barbershops and salons so i found myself gaining a lot of clientele because they wanted their beard done but they couldn't get it done from their barber yeah uh ultimately you know long run it was something that helped me grow my client base
0: yeah
1: but it was something that uh you know wasn't looked upon as
0: the best thing (laughs) I remember you you telling me about like, you know, because it's going public, you know, I'm going to kind of mask this, but specific family members <laughs> have comments. Shout out to them, though. Nope. Yeah, they know who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, honestly, I think it, it would have been a tough decision to make because the, the messaging at the time is like, yo, don't see anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then here you are basically taking in random people, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it, um, it was scary. Uh,
1: and you know, obviously I got a little bit of lash from the family for for the contact that I was making. And I tried to do my due diligence. I tried to screen as many clients as I could before they came over. And you know, oftentimes it was just the friends and family, or the family friends that were coming through for the haircuts. And I was, I was you know, very careful with the places that they were going to and asking them about these things before they came to me for a haircut mm-hmm. just to really mitigate anything happening after the fact uh side story but it was as recent as december where all of this came to bite me in the back and you know i, I ended up getting COVID from a client right before this oh, right. most recent lockdown that we went through yeah And they passed it on to my family and then you know we were traveling at the same time so that on to extended family and you know it, like it, it's something i felt terrible about but at the same time covid was so bad at that time in late december early january yeah pretty much through to like february that it's very difficult to know that if it was actually uh through me or somewhere
0: else that they went um because covid was so rampant at that yeah, time yeah no i Honestly, I I would say since December
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost every single person I know has caught it. Yeah, yeah. Legit, I can't Legit. think of many people who don't have a COVID experience to talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. To be honest, you definitely snitch on yourself on this podcast. I'm not gonna lie. I did. Yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not gonna cut that out by the way. Like you're gonna you're gonna snitch on yourself and it's gonna stay in here.
1: You know what? It's it's fine because <laughs> I'm just gonna have to
0: take that L. This guy went, yo, and I was traveling, and like you just hit all the trigger points, you know? Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, sue me. (laughs) Nah, honestly, though, um, I don't know. As a a consumer, though, to kind of tie everything back, yeah, as a consumer, these prices are getting ridiculous. Yeah, I wish, I wish my original rate that I was paying my current barber was grandfather because you know, paying $20 for a haircut and beard in this market. Brother, I would probably never switch the barber I had from yeah. high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to That's be honest, like though, case. like I do sympathize with barbers um, a little bit more than I would say the average consumer, mm-hmm. just because I don't mind paying my barber more than what I have in the past. But my only concern is like, where does it stop? Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to be paying some of these market bro. I'm seeing some. 70 80 dollars haircut and beard i can't i can't do that it's it's unfortunate it it really is uh it's it's one of those things
1: where uh might be a little bit of the the barber themselves taking advantage of the opportunity and what we've seen in the last two years but it's it's uh it's price gouging like you're talking about a service that had probably an average price of twenty five dollars in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Now it costs double. Yeah, like literally double. Um, and as a concern, and there's no I sort of, see, There's yeah. no shortage of barbers. You know, this isn't yeah, like the yeah. lumber industry where we have a, a yeah, lumber yeah. shortage or yeah. a mask shortage or hand sanitizers. Like we're talking about, uh, we're talking about barbers, human beings who provide the service, and yeah. they're the ones who uh, are are charging more. Um, I, I personally think that there is a price ceiling. And there is only so much that you can charge for a barber. But ultimately, these things are a reflection of the economy we live in yeah. as well, the demand yeah. for these things, and uh, the quality of the service that you're looking for as well. Yeah, there's a lot of talented barbers out there. Uh, and they can do a lot of things. But uh, you know, how fresh do you really want
0: to look? That's the question. Yo, honestly, the thing is, I want to look fresh every time I step out. I want to feel like a new person yeah. every single time. But, again, like, I I was debating on telling you where, like, my, my budget or where my cap is. I, mm-hmm. I don't think... I think we're deep enough into the podcast right now where, like, only, like, the real, like, you know, the real ones will be here right now. So I don't mind saying it. Yeah. Yo, so I pay I pay my barber 40 right now. Yeah. Which I think is reasonable. Yeah. For the haircut, the beard... Supporting the homie, the conversation, everything tied in together as one package. Forty is is good. Yeah. My cap personally, I feel, right now, is fifty. Yeah. So I'm ten dollars. I'm I'm ten dollars lower than my cap. I don't want to drop his name right now, but. I'm praying he doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> you're
1: charging him too little right now, man. Yo, yeah, what's wrong? Right Yo, what's wrong with
0: you? Y'all <laughs> <talking? laughs> Yo, cut that one. <laughs> No, he he put his prices up. He put his prices up, right? So, and I'll tell him straight up because Mm -hmm. I've been going to him for a minute. Like, yo, there's no way I can pay that fan. Like, come on. Yeah. He's he's charging seventy five now for haircut and beard. Yeah, and and that's that's definitely uh, that's crazy. That's definitely too much. You know, if we're just keeping it keeping it real. But yo, the thing is though, is it? I don't like the thing is I don't think it's as clear cut as. See, the thing is, a consumer will say yes. Because they're thinking of like $75 leaving their bank account, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're approaching it from, if you're approaching it from like looking at the market, seeing what people are actually paying and what people are charging, sure, maybe it's a little bit high, but it's not that far off, which is kind of why I bring this discussion up. It's kind of ridiculous how how high the prices have gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said before, it's a product
1: of, many things. Right? You have to look at how much experience the barber has cutting yeah. hair, the quality of the work they're providing you, the economy we're in, you know, what does the the barber industry in our area say? What's the average price? What kind of work can you get from other barbers? How long has this barber been cutting for? How many clients yeah. do they have? Yeah. Right? If you talk to talk to some barbers, like the one that you go to, you'll notice that the price hike isn't just for him to make his pockets a little bit bigger. In fact, I doubt it's even for that at all. Yeah, Uh, the real reason is as a part-time barber, who does a good job with a good client base, that client base that is so loyal to you, might end up hurting you in the long run when you're a part-time barber because you don't have the availability to provide all your clients. This is literally what he was telling me. Yeah, Yeah, right. So in a in a very natural way he's looking to reduce that clientele by increasing his price basic economics right yeah, supply yeah. and demand how much do you demand it how much can they supply it how much are they want to pay for it yeah right and yeah at 75 dollars, you will lose some clients and ultimately that might be what he's looking to do and yeah. you know as a part-time barber myself I, I i could see a future where i might have to do something similar as well Yeah. Um, it's not to say that I don't want to make more money, uh, but it's, it's definitely something that uh, as, a, as a part-time barber crosses my mind often. And we touched on this before as well, but I really, I really value the relationship that I have with my clients, right? These are people that come over, uh, you know, on a two, three monthly basis. And they're here telling me all about their personal life with their jobs, their friends, school, relationships, Mm -hmm. family, whatever it might be. And every time they come and we talk about these things, I'm building a bond with them. And I don't feel right deep down inside charging them more than what the average price might be or whatever the the previous price used to be. Because I don't want to feel like I'm ripping them off. Yeah, right. Maintaining that relationship with my clients is very important to me. Um, and I see them as my close friends or close family, even if they're not, because that's, that's what it becomes after the time you spend together. Yeah, for sure. And Understanding where they're coming from. So it, it is a very deep internal battle, not charging more, but also charging more. Yeah. And as someone who's passionate about what they do, but also passionate about their clients. Uh, it's a difficult decision to make. But naturally as time progresses you have to be looking for growth and for sure that's the that's the last and probably the biggest factor that probably plays into something like this man speaking of passion
0: i think this is, this might be the perfect segue into our next topic you feel me? yeah of course bro honestly um every single person that we both know knows like you're the biggest tech nerd. Like uh, like we all do impressions of you talking about tech and how you put us to
1: sleep. No cap. You know, I I would be lying if I didn't say this, but a lot of this comes from the fact that I worked at Best Buy. <laughs> shout out Geek Squad. I <laughs> can give yourself a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I never actually worked for Geek Squad while I was uh, at Best Buy, but it was something that considered my mind. But regardless, uh, tech is just one of those things that it's, it's inevitable, right? Like, it, it's all around us. It's everywhere. It's the future. And it's, it's something that, whether you like it or not, will be a big part of your life. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And as for time sure. progresses, it's just becoming more and more relevant. For sure. Right? Like, everyone's had this conversation with somebody at one point about how much an iPhone uh, essentially rules their own life, right? Like, yeah. there was a time when a phone was just meant for making calls. Now you're on your telephone, on your smartphone, and you're doing everything. Yeah. You're doing everything. We're talking like messaging, we're talking calling, we're talking social media, buying food, clothes booking your next trip, using it for the calculator. It doesn't matter like booking your next haircut. Booking your next haircut, <laughs> you know, like it's everything. And we're we're spending hours. I mean people can see this now if you have an iPhone especially and even an Android, how much screen time you have. Yeah. And you know, like it speaks for itself, right? Yeah. Uh and it's not just it's not just a smartphone, right? Uh most of us have a laptop, have a computer, most of us drive a car. Most of us, you know, they engage, we engage with the TV or it, it could be anything really like, it's just our exposure to technology on a daily basis. And as someone who is kind of somewhat obsessed with improvement, uh, I love seeing the new tech that comes on the horizon. Mm-hmm. I love talking about it. I love learning about it. I love seeing where these things are going. and. I, I definitely am a little bit of a nerd when I, when I think about these things because uh, I've always been kind of a, attracted to new technologies and scientific developments. So it's one of those things where it kind of just all came together and I found myself very, uh, very involved in, in the tech world. So, yeah, it, I guess that's just what it is, right? And that's what got me into yeah. it and ultimately that got me a, a, a job at Best Buy as well. Short-term retail position, but that just gave me exposure to a lot of new tech products and the tech products that I would see and talk about on my job kind of carried on with me outside of the job. Oh yeah, we
0: know. Into my friend group. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, we know. And the rest is history. <laughs> so, so what is it exactly that Would you say that Best Buy actually propelled you further into this interest? Or was it something that you've been interested uh, into from time? You know, that's a good
1: question, because I don't think I had the same passion for it before my retail position with Best Buy. Mm -hmm. But working at Best Buy, may have been a catalyst for something that was bound to happen. And, you know, I'm not I'm no Marquise Brownlee or Linus Tech Tips, but uh,
0: Linus yeah, Texas, we can crop that part out. We can, no, no, uh, no, that's your, that's your uh, pad to, to uh, mess up a word, so uh, yeah,
1: that's uh, the Aina for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things where you kind of need some kind of exposure yeah. to something to make you realize what you like, what you're passionate about, and you never know where it might come from. Uh, for me at that time, it was just the idea of working at Best Buy sounding cool. I didn't think I would be that passionate about technology as I would be after Mm -hmm. I started working there, but it was a retail position, you know, I started off as a summer job and I ended up staying there a little bit longer, but um, I would say it definitely was a catalyst in this process, but ultimately it was a a passion that I probably would have discovered regardless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so, because we would still, so this is the thing, okay, I'm also a little bit of a nerd mm. you know this because we talk about it all the time but the difference is I know where to <laughs> I know where to keep those conversations <laughs> I don't yeah. go around boring not just nah, nah. uh, yeah like I, I only really speak to to you and maybe one other person about tech mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. um, but Yo, your eyes light up sometimes. Yo, it's crazy. When your basement was getting made, can I include that? Sorry. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, my bad. Um, And you're telling me how you're planning basically the infrastructure of the basement, like the tech infrastructure. Yo, honestly, you would talk for days, like legit days about it. It was just crazy seeing you talk about that. You know, it's funny we talked about this right now because before
1: coming here, it was the basement that I was dealing with, (laughs) you you know? know? It was another tech problem and honestly it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. There me. there really is no end to this kind of stuff. Uh for for anyone watching that that knows what I'm talking about, when you start to design something and build something from scratch and you start to research all of the possibilities, you start to realize all the options that you have. Mm-hmm. And it honestly it can become a little bit overwhelming. But if you're passionate about it, And you know if your budget permits uh, there's a lot you can do and it's something that you really have to spend time with if you're trying to really make it as nice as you want it to be yeah Uh, it's never really perfect especially when tech itself changes so often but you know you try your best to to make it look as good as possible and include all the features and things that you want but if I'm if I'm being specific here uh, it's a home theater that I was working on and it was uh, a lot of different little things to make that home theater as enjoyable and luxurious as possible. And uh, for anyone who is into this kind of stuff, uh, I, I would highly suggest running away from Balans HDMI Balans, or I guess you could call it an HDMI extender. Uh, just, just avoid anything like that because uh, that will make your life very complicated. Uh, it used to be just plug in your speaker into the TV, or plug in your receiver into the TV, and plug your speakers into the receiver. Yeah. And that's it. Um, but the moment you start doing these things on a on a grand scale, uh, everything kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. And when you start including, you know, an Ethernet cable for internet connectivity, and you start including surround sound speakers, and you start including other you know, multimedia devices such as an Xbox or a cable box uh, or a multi-room speaker. Um, These get very, very complicated very quickly and the more you add, the more you have to deal with and if you're not passionate about something like this, don't do it Mm -hmm. Uh, because it can bite you in the back and for a project that was completed more than a year ago, I'm still dealing with the repercussions of it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't recommend it. It's not for everyone but, you know, if you have the patience, then consider it.
0: I'm just so happy you said Balins right now, <laughs> because people actually know what I mean when I say this guy nerds up. I guarantee you, <laughs> no one listening to this is I. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Honestly, if they've talked to me before, they already know. But no, yeah, yeah. I don't expect anybody to know what it is. Uh, it's 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 not fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, but honestly, it's dope though yeah. that that you have a lot of knowledge on this stuff. I feel like we could probably have a whole separate conversation about this.
1: Um, yeah, hundred percent. a whole separate yeah. podcast, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that I feel like is inevitable. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, whether or not you like it, uh, it's gonna have to play some
0: role in your life on a day to day basis. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you have anything that you, that's piquing your interest? Something that's. Dropping soon on the horizon. Yeah, uh, you know what are you up with for for
1: any of those tech enthusiasts out there? Uh, there's some things on the short short run horizon, and as well as the long term, that are worth noting. If uh, yeah, we're talking about short term things, you know, if you're a big headphone geek like some of us might be, um, a lot of you might be familiar with the AirPods Max, but uh, there's another rival product. Sony, and I'm not gonna take the whole name because it's a terrible naming scheme. No, nah, you can do it. Like, I, I, this is just me nerding out a little bit more when I say this, but the the Sony WH1000XM5s that are coming out. In fact, I think they came out yesterday. Now,
0: I but, think I seen the review for them. Yeah, they're,
1: I, they're I, the over uh, ear ones, right? The over ear yeah, headphones. Yeah. The uh, they are the they would be the direct competitors with like the Bose 700s or the QC2s or the uh, AirPods Max. Um, they are the, the flagship headphone for Sony, and I would say they, they probably are the best ones on the market. Now I'm talking about the, the predecessor to the XM5, which is the XM4. Um, the new ones are following a very similar design uh, layout to the AirPods Max with a thinner, thinner frame and softer cushioning and a very minimalistic, uh, I guess you would call the material using stainless steel, the, mm-hmm. the, the metal, but um, it, it felt, or aluminum I should say, but it, it follows uh, a very similar uh, design to it. Um, but if we're talking about products that are on the long run horizon, uh, you know, everyone knows about Apple, everyone knows about Google. Um, Apple has filed a patent for Apple Car. I've seen this yeah I've seen this yeah yeah, yeah. and that's something that's gonna be crazy because if you know Apple you know they're all about the little details and making everything look almost perfect yeah um but also charging a pretty penny for every little thing that they have so you know we don't really know exactly where they're gonna go with this but the rumors suggest that it won't be a car necessarily that you can like go out and buy but actually a service much like Uber but it's tesla it's like uber and tesla came together but apple did it
0: yeah right it's self-driving cars but they're taxis i saw apparently they're not supposed to have um they're not supposed to have windows Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's correct or not i just read a headline that 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 sounds like the the rumors i heard as well no
1: and i can understand why they would do that obviously privacy and and just in general like a car that's driving itself with an actual driver sitting in the front look pretty freaky too yeah that's true and i'm sure they have other reasons for it time will tell but uh that that's a huge thing apple would be jumping into a whole new sub industry and you know apple being the company they are uh they could they could be a heavy hitter um it's the biggest company in the world you know they have have the resources that's right uh a trillion dollars can take you anywhere yeah for real yeah right uh Speaking of Google, um, Google is planning to release, and they talked about this in their recent uh, uh, live event that they had. I think it was about a week, two weeks ago. Um, they're releasing VR glasses. Okay. And but I should I should reiterate they're releasing AR glasses, and, and the difference between oh. AR and VR for those who don't know, uh, AR is augmented reality, and VR is virtual reality. Uh, in virtual reality, you're thinking about something like the Oculus headset, um, that you would put over your head and you're immersed in this whole new virtual atmosphere, uh, realm or dimension, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, you play games in there, you walk around, uh, take Facebook, for example, and meta, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're actually the ones who own Oculus and they're changing the name of this device to the meta quest. And, you know, it's just a, it's just a whole new, Dimension that you can exist in a a virtual digital dimension. AR, on the other hand, is the real world. AR is the digital aspect interfering with the real world. And maybe interfering isn't the best word to use because Mm -hmm. in reality it's supposed to enhance the real world for you. But what you're thinking about is a set of glasses that you would wear over your head or even contact lenses, because there are some companies out there working on something like this. That'd be crazy. Yeah, in fact, I can't remember the name exactly. But there's a company that's making a contact lens that goes over one pupil. And it's an AR lens. That's crazy. And and initially, the idea was that it would take you from having to wear glasses to not having to wear glasses, because this contact lens will give you 20-20 vision. Now, contact lenses already do that, right? I know twenty twenty, 20-20, but they'll get you pretty close. But obviously, The spin on this is that this is giving you a lot of other benefits too, and this contact lens essentially, um, you know, it it interjects itself into all of your day-to-day activities. You know, let's say you're just going for a walk down the street, and it wants to throw out the temperature. All of a sudden, you're looking straight, and now you're getting a little, like, a little translucent number on the top left of your field of view, telling you that it's 23 degrees Celsius. You're not wearing that's glasses right. and you're, yeah. you're not wearing i mean you could be wearing glasses in this case if it is that product um and it's telling you that information it's like iron man and everybody knows you know iron man was like it's a good comparison right? yeah actually. yeah exactly yeah. so that's one way to look at it but uh google apple and, and there's so many more examples of tech on the horizon that could really change the world we live in yeah i, I joke about this all the time but about a year and a half ago i actually had lasik surgery done so that yeah uh you know i wouldn't have to wear glasses anymore and i hated the look of glasses and you know i paid a lot for that and now i'm just thinking about the fact that being such a big tech enthusiast i might be
0: paying just as much to put glasses back on my face (laughs) (laughs) honestly though like it could be worth it you just never know where the technology is going to go like if you actually even think 10 years ago back in 2012 a lot of things are going on nowadays you would have never ever even imagined back then, you know? Yeah, Barely. they are,
1: yeah. And it makes you think that in the next 10 years, there could be a lot of crazy things that we never saw coming as well.
0: Probably, so that's how fast tech is moving. Probably yeah. even bigger leaps Yeah. will be coming, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, honestly, like, you're so passionate about all this stuff. Have you ever considered a career doing anything i don't know what it would be journalism of any of any form or anything really in the tech industry yeah so you know if for for a lot of people who are passionate about
1: tech a very common outlet is to start a youtube channel mm-hmm. become a youtuber and that's that's a outlet for a lot of people passionate about anything really um you know youtube is an amazing platform and medium to display the knowledge and passion that you have about a topic. But uh, tech itself is, is something very, very common, but I don't I have to give credit to the, the people that I watch on YouTube, you know, MKBHD, Linus Tech Tips, uh, you know, uh, Austin Evans, Dave 2D, uh, geekdom, like, there's just so many people out there. Um, I even have personal examples. one of my former clients, it's cut his hair um he moved out to ottawa but he started a tech channel and he did this when i was cutting him back in the summer of 2021 i believe it was summer 2020 actually and within a year year and a half he's grown himself to north of Twenty five thousand subscribers. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's a reflection of the passion that he had for tech as well. And we used to just spend hours talking about tech when he'd come for a haircut, mm-hmm. because that's something we could relate on. And it was very, very gratifying seeing the the progress he made. And I know how much effort he put into it because that's what we would talk about every time he come get a haircut from me. Okay, this is,
0: honestly, this is straying a little bit off of the podcast like topic, but yo, honestly, if if that's something you would be down to do, I think you should start it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something that I've
1: talked to, uh, talked to you about a few times and and a few other people. Um, It's something that you need to be consistent with. Yeah. Because if you know YouTube, you know that you can't just, you know, hit a Hail Mary out of nowhere. You need to provide consistent content. For sure, right, and it goes for any social media. Actually, if you even even if you're on TikTok, Instagram, as a as a brand or a business, you need to provide that constant quality content to maintain your viewership and grow it. And uh, it's it's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. You have to be creative. You have to be creative, Mm -hmm. and you have to be persistent. And ultimately, you have to be passionate. And if you're not passionate about it, you will not be consistent about it and you won't be persistent about the quality as well and you won't be creative for sure right i, oh, I think yeah. i think the the passion is what drives everything ultimately and yeah i'd say i'm passionate about it uh do i see myself starting a youtube channel immediately probably not uh gotta get some other things done first but you know maybe in the long term <laughs> sure. it's a possibility sure. and you're hearing me here for the first time yeah if yes. it does happen
0: yeah. imagine we can look back on this yo my friend <laughs> he has a million subscribers <laughs> he came onto my failed podcast no <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey maybe the other way around you know maybe
1: maybe nah. it's not my youtube channel maybe it's this podcast that will be featured on this guy's uh,
0: youtube channel when he's up there with the the joe rogan oh, the, the waveforms i, I yeah. appreciate you i appreciate you damn um yeah, honestly, I want to thank you again yeah. for coming through. You have anything you want to add, either on the barbering side or the tech side that we didn't touch you know, on yet? Honestly, I think I I think I've done enough talking for today. I think everybody. uh <laughs> <it's a> Side <laughs> joke because uh, this is actually our second run. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> shit, we made it back. You know what I'm saying? Scroll <laughs> the haters. Haters gonna hold us down. You feel me? Yeah. Right. This is a. Uh,
1: this is just. It, it was meant to be, you know. Uh, but I'm I'm just happy to be here, you know. I'm happy to share my perspective on things that I'm passionate about and I'm very fortunate that you took the time out of your day to allow me to talk about these things. Yeah.
0: Bro, honestly, of, of course, because the thing is I was already doing this anyways. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was already falling asleep to your text. No, I'm playing. Fine, I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, thank you again. Um, good luck with the barbering in the future if that's something you decide to pursue part-time full-time however you go about it i okay, appreciate it keep me updated with all the tech because lord knows i don't keep up nearly as much since you got into it i'll do my you, best you you definitely you keep me keep me updated for sure i'll try my best yeah. and uh yeah thanks again likewise